Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wow, Matt. Fellow adventurous. We are back with Sir Crokington. And we're back to Proving Grounds 1. The Wade on Kara's Chain. The Wade's already happened. So now we're going to chase after the bad guys. In part four. The pers- in pursuit of the enemy. The race to say Jethel leads you to the foot doorstep of the enemy. A path of peril. Begin scenario. Okay, that's what they're called. Scenarios. A recap of the most recent events. There was little time so quoted. She says, concerned present in every aspect of her demeanour. We can only assume that this foe will move quickly to achieve whatever end they need my father to bring about. Our only hope is to move swiftly against them and strike before they've had a chance to act out their schemes, whatever they may be. Oreo believes that a parting wire has taken her father into the encampment somewhere north of town. The maid... The men and trolls, trolls twice attempted to take the mill, always come from the north, she says. I suspected they launched their raid on Crowistan from some camp in the wilds up that way. It's there that we must go, that is, if you will go with me. I cannot possibly ask you to accompany me on a mission it would seem to defy. To find foolhardy, Oreo is somewhat taken aback when you meet her in the shoulder cross. And tell her you will see this through with her. You also reassure her that she will again see her father alive and well. She smiles and thanks you. And it has not delayed, she says. The town is in no further danger, I'd wager, as these mis- mass brigands have what they came for. They fear no one, it seems, and may such insolence prove their undoing. They will watch the woods, so we best move under the cover of the forest. You enter the woods and begin making your way swiftly north, leaving the smoke and ruin of Crowley's chain behind. More than an hour you trek through the tangled forest, until at last you pass over the back of a small rise and come upon your first obstacle, the first sign you're on the trail of the enemy. And now, the adventure! Begins. You stand at the top of a thickly forested hillside, looking down upon a well-travelled road winding its way through the woods below. Two masked horsemen, seated atop their mounts with the blades wested across their legs. They sit in the middle of the road, carefully watching to the east. Oya whispers that the road you see runs east and west. To the east, it turns south and runs into Karistan, while to the west, it runs into a wild, untamed wilderness of forest and foothills. It, she believes it's in the, in the foothills. You both agree 
that although the road offers the most direct approach to the foothills, it's far too dangerous a course. It's not so much because they can't. It's more that if I come this way, they'll have enough time to they'll have an, they'll have enough warning to pack up camp. And then we'll then we might never find them. While you ponder what your next course of action will be, you continue to closely watch the two masked horsemen placed on the road below. So I can deal with these, or I can ignore them. Mm. What does divination say? You sense, you sense that the road is still frequently used by the masked waders to set foot upon it for any extended period of time would be provide unnecessary danger. Okay, okay. I should probably ignore them then. Because, eh, because after all, these are two horsemen that won't be in their main camp. Which we're probably going to have to just clear out completely when we get to it. I'll decide to ignore them. Having decided that it's best not to become entangled with the two horsemen, you and Arya move a safe distance away and discuss your next course of action. Arya tells you there are two possible approaches to the foothills from here, neither, neither of which involve the dangerous option of travelling along the open world. You listen carefully as she lays out both options. The north side of the world, between here and the foothills, is an area of forest known to those on this part of the frontier is Goblin Gate. It's a dense, tangled area of forest, whittled with crags and caves, and according to those who have ventured into it, crawling with goblins. The alternative, she tells you, is to cross the road quickly <laughs> and trek through a swamp that extends nearly to the edge of the foothills. Both paths would seem to offer an inconspicuous approach to your destination. You find it difficult to determine which poses the greater risk. And you just decide there's no way to get any more information. Now I think on my on when Zoop went did this, he went through the goblin gate. So I'll take the swamp. Having carefully weighed both options, you turn a trek through the sound sounds more appealing and taking your chances in the section of forest known as Goblin Gate. Uyo agrees, and the two of you set off at once, your senses alert for the first possible sign of danger as you press into a tangled, treacherous morass that stands between you and the foothills. The swamp quickly becomes tricky to navigate, and you find yourself struggling to find solid ground upon which to place your feet. Set your feet, picking a random number between 1 and 100, no modifiers, none at all. It's just a number. Whatever happens next is totally random. Pick now. 74. Suddenly, the, mock around, muck, the swamp around you explodes, showering you with muck and debris as a massive serpent rises up from the gloomy, stagnant depths. Uya cries out in alarm, and the tip of her wooden staff begins to smoulder as she assumes a defensive stance. 
You leap up to her side as you stare up at the reptilian Benemoth stand towering over you. Behemoth. Or something like that. I'm never really sure how that's pronounced. The grey-scaled serpent snorts loudly as its head shoots down at you. Its mighty jaws agape as if it intends to swallow you whole. Admittedly, a lot easier with Sir Crokington. The two of you manage to evade its initial attack, and with little other recourse, you launch a desperate counter-assault. It's a massive swamp serpent, and hey, I'm too busy to be eaten. Oyo. I stab, and Oyo unleashes a bolt of blue flame from her staff, which strikes the serpent for 15 damage. Yes, because she's actively taking part in the battle which is another way to do teams up we move Vark, he lowered the MR and sometimes he, he, he we went halfsies on the hordes she just blasts throws some fire at them every few turns the massive serpent snaps its powerful jaws Ooh, another bolt of blue flame from her 13 damage then 12 damage then 13 damage. Then 11 damage, but I also do a special. As a sudden surge of energy overtakes you, and you lay an impossibly swift blow upon your enemy, it is now near death at 6%, and it is slain. Stab! One critical stab. Right in the something. Wherever you could stab a snake. Right up. Right through the jaws and into the brain, or something like that. You've slain your foe. 38 XP. The massive swan serpent is dead. As its tremendous bulk begins sliding back into the murky pool out of which it woes, you take a moment to catch your breath before setting off on your way. I would never have expected that, says Oreo, as you skirt around the edge of the dark, bubbling pool. On the far side of the pool, you discover the remain. Skeletal remains of several humans half buried in a muck. You're about to pass over the bones and continue when something nearby catches your eye. A closer examination object reveals it to be a silver wing. The image of a leaping man has been etched onto the surface of the wing. Let's have a closer look at this wing. Well, I've taken it, I've taken it, and now let's look at it. The image of a leaping man has been etched onto the surface of this band. I have to identify it to learn more. You also discover a half-watted leather bag containing a large quantity of gold. That's 281 gold tokens, which is nice. When you are ready, you resume your trek through the swamp. The remainder of your trek through the swamp proves uneventful, and you are glad when you reach the western edge of the bog. And your feet are once again set upon solid ground. With your at your side, you move into the trees bordering the swamp, where you quickly encounter an all too familiar foe. You spot three mass swordsmen moving through the forest along the edge of the swamp. Three men have also spotted you and immediately draw their weapons and close in to attack. Oya rushes forward to intercept one of the masked men leaving you to face the other two. Two masked swordsmen. Oh, you go down. They slash at you. I stab at them. Savage Welps may strike seven damage from them. 
Another one for 9 damage, and another one for 9 damage, but they are now slain. 13 XP. The Master Swordsmen are dead. Without delay, you and Oyo move quickly through the forest, heading west into the foothills. It's not long before the dense forest gives way to a broad expanse of roiling hills that run up to the base of the distant Fedorin range. You step out of the woods and begin a cautious trek through the foothills. To only half a mile, you come upon that which you seek. But sprawled out in a hollow in the hills below are the remnants of a sizable encampment. Over two dozen of the mass waders are busy packing away what remains of the camp into three wagons. A group of seven mass swordsmen sit at the northern edge of the encampment, the foot of an overgrown road that plunges into the woods. Ilio nods knowingly. She carefully surveys the scene. They are headed to Dracutor, she says, motioning to the horsemen on the northern edge of the swamp, who started along the road, who started along the road into the forest. Cross should have must should have known that old temple might play a part in it. There must be a shadow path in that place. And they seek to have my father unlock the, the gate that holds it closed. Certain, Oyo tells you, the Dracutor is an ancient Ardhvidari temple that sits several miles within the forest. The temple has been abandoned for centuries, and has always been avoided by those who knew it of existence. My father spoke of this temp- temple many times. He could only say it guarded a dark secret. I believe we now know what that dark secret must be. We must do all we can to see it is never utilised. With the wagons loaded and virtually no trace of the encampment left behind, the masked men mount their horses and proceed along the road that leads into the forest. Decided you will follow along behind the departing company, taking great care to keep your presence undetected. You again assure Yorio that she will see her father alive and she nods, telling you telling you that she firmly believes it. There's more than my father's stake here, she says after a brief pause. There is dark bitterness afoot, and I fear that, despite his, his importance to me, my father remains but a tool in their wicked designs. Saving him from their clutches unquestionably spares my heart, but also takes from them the one thing that could spoil the entirety of their evil schemes. When the lap well, last of the mass horsemen have entered the wood, the two of you quickly descend from the hill upon which you are perched and take up, take up their course at a safe distance. You reach the beginning of the road at the edge of the foothills and after a cautious glance back over the sun, after back, glance back over your shoulders, you plunge into the thick wood. Well, right, we've made progress. We know where they're going. Which means we know where we're going, which is after them. I mean, when we started this scenario, we were just... We just had a a vague direction to go. And we were just sort of hoping that we would bump into them. In a way that we kill them and they don't kill us. Yes, but now now we know where to go, which is definitely something. Anyway, 
But we got that thingy. Let's identify it using the skill of Arcania. The unidentified silver wing has been identified as silver wing. And I got 16 XP to Arcania. Won't help that much because I need 2867 to level up to 74. But it's still, it's nice. What is this silver wing? Hmm. It provides, it's one encumbrance, it's magical, because of course it is, most wings are. Well, okay, most wings I bother to pick up are. Presumably there's lots of non-magic wings hanging around. You know, they're just shiny, or maybe they bear a seal. You know, for stamping on things. But we're... Adventurers don't care about those kind of wings. So, but most of the wings you actually bother to pick up are magic. Anyway, this boosts your agility by two, which I sort of guessed, and your luck by three. Hmm. Interesting. Now, if I, I could... Now, what if... Now, if I, if I were to... The phantom armor, the phantom, phantom weapon, phantom armor. It's currently on my warlord's helm. So, oh yeah, it's got to be. Ooh, you've got to have it actually equipped. That's another thing, which means I'm going to lose stats if I try to get that boost. Nah, nah, I'll just. I'll just keep my luck low for now. Okay. I'm in Groudock apparently. Proving Ground Adventures. And let us continue. Oh wait, let's... We, did I actually read the description of this wing? Oh, it's still the same. We haven't, we, we haven't, we haven't uncovered anything extra when we identified it. Alright, on to part five. Ambushed. No warning precedes the sudden and savage attack that left you to face a series of brutal foes. Alone. Sudden engagement. Begin the scenario. Alright, here's a recap. But we've just read that, so... And now we're back on track. The company of mass raiders are moving at a steady clip along the overgrown forest road, and you find it challenging to keep pace while stealthily, stealthily maintaining a safe distance. When the last horseman disappears round a bend in the road, you seize the opportunity to break into a sprint into an attempt to bridge the gap unseen. With Aurelio trailing close behind, you dash along the road, your eyes and ears alert for the first sign of danger. Your companion's sudden screams stop you dead in your tracks. Okay, Ooh, what's happened here? And of course they're faster, they're on horses. That's what horses are for. Well, a lot of them on horses, I don't know if all of them are. 
Also, I hope all their horses are okay after this. They all just wander back to wherever they were stolen from and uh, eat nice grass and and oh, and only have to carry. I don't have to carry things that are too heavy. Twenty yards are behind you, in the middle of the road, is the body of Urio. Standing over on a moving form is a hulking forest troll. Two more of the beasts lope out of the forest and lean over a body, before all three turn to face you. The trolls crunch loudly and trot along the road towards you. So I can shoot first, because I am not in the mood for asking questions. Or just fight, or just prepare to fight them in melee. Shoot them first. I have archery, and I do wish to use it. Now, you clot, you notch, and release an arrow in one fluid motion, sending the shaft hurtling through the air towards the closest of the trolls. Picking a number, bonus of twenty-eight, boosted by the grand ashen bow. Now, if I'd if I'd built. If I'd levelled up my archery more, and I had the super duper Theodrin's Fury Bow, it would be even higher. But this is enough. Got to get 40 or more to shoot them dead. Pick now. 41, success, but only dust. 8, 8x speed to archery. They tried to dot gun. To got you out of the way, but they'd only just started, so it wasn't enough. Your arrow buries itself in the troll's chest, and the hideous beast pitches forward, its massive bulk striking the ground with a dull thud. Before you can ready another arrow, the two remaining trolls are upon you, striking out at you savagely with their deadly claws. It's two forest trolls. I have no troll bulk yet, so I just gotta stab them. The trolls roar savagely as they swipe at you with their claws. Then you have slain your foe. 13 XP. You leap over the bodies of the fallen trolls and are about to wash over a check on Oreo when the sound of approaching horses echoes along the road. You turn in your action to departing raiders and note note with a good good note with a good deal of dismay. Four of the masked horsemen are headed your way. And that ends that scenario. It's very short. Yes, it, t- it tends to be the wall that the scenarios get longer as you get deeper into the proving grounds. Of course, it's only really when you get to five that they get really long, where many of the scenarios are full adventure length on their own. Four against one. Begin. The four masked horsemen, presumably having heard the sound of your struggle with the trolls, move swiftly in your direction. When they draw to within only a few few yards, the riders halt, and you find yourself in a lucky target of two drawn and set crossbows. The The two other horsemen draw long rows and stare at you from behind their painted mask. Finish it, says one of them. And the two men wielding crossbows weighs their weapons. They're about to loose their bolts. 
I have some options. Fortification, telekinesis, or dodging or telekinesis. Now, that's just more impressive, I think. Channeling it. Succeeded. 8 XP to telekinesis. The horsemen released their bolts almost simultaneously, and the missiles hurtled through the air but towards you. Using your telekinetic powers, you managed to slightly alter the path of the bolts, sending them both wide of you by at least a foot on either side. The two masked men discard their crossbows in favour of their swords as the group of four begins to move their mounts to circle you. Yeah, well, that makes sense. It takes a long time to load up a crossbow. And I would have stabbed them before they could do that. So it's better for them to have a sword in this situation. Unless they can yet get, you know, someone in front of them, you know, to hold me back. Possibly with a shield and a spear or something. While they do that loading. But there's only four of them. That's not enough to block them off. Anyway. On to melee. Suddenly, two of the circling circling horsemen urge their steeds towards you and close in. Their blades poised to tuck you down. Two masked horsemen. They slash at you from the saddle. Ooh, deadly arc with his blade for ten damage. I stab, and they are dead. Five XP. The two assailants are dead, and their mounts have scattered. And they're okay. They're going they're to be just fine. The remaining horsemen seem leery to approach you. One of them draws a small axe which he flips in his hand with practice ease before hurtling the weapon at you. The axe flips end over end as it streaks through the air towards you. Picking a number. Bonus of 52. 40 from agility and only 12 from luck. Pick now. 143. You dive to the left. Barely escaping the hold axe, actually quite handily escaping the hold axe. The weapon strikes the ground harmlessly, and you spring to your feet, prepared to face the two horsemen as they close in on you. The two remaining swords- swordsmen slash at you in the saddle, their deadly blades slicing through the air only inches from your head. Begin combat with the two masked horsemen. The last horseman, they slash at you from the saddle. They deal with Savage. Well placed strike for 9 damage. Deadly arc with their blade for 7 damage. They're now dead. Dead, dead, dead. 5 XP. The bloody remains of the four horsemen lie scattered about the road. Their horses have fled. Luckily for you. For you, the creatures have opted to head in the opposite direction of the departed company. Towards the foothills. As you start back, start back towards Urio, who lies on moving the woe as you brutally take down. You're forced to halt when a familiar enemy emerges from the forest and stands defiantly in your path. And that's the end of the scenario. And who could it be? The guy with the trolls? Because he ran away. So it's pretty much him. He's the only guy I fought before. Well, maybe it's someone from earlier. Anyway. A second encounter is this scenario. Standing in the middle of the world, between you and the unmoving form of Julio, is the masked swordsman 
who once commanded the forest trolls Griff and Pargak, who met their ends at, the hand, at your hands in Corostain. The bold man leans on the hilt of his sword as his cold eyes gaze out at you from beneath the painted mask that obscures his face. I've wagered my sword that you would have found your way onto a burning heap by now. No matter, we shall finish this now. Wait. That's, that's a lot of S's. Hmm. Curious. What manner of creature uses a lot of S's when they talk? Hmm. This is important. If you don't know, if you haven't played this through yourself or listened to the last version, bear it in mind. The masked man strides towards you, his sword west against his shoulder. And extreme confidence accompanying his every move. If you have the pat I have a few options here, I can just attack him. Use archery, gating, illusion, or telekinesis. Mm, illusion. Channel it now. 8xp to illusion. Your sudden appearance of an illusory likeness of yourself serves to confuse your foe. As, you, as he moves to attack the illusion, you step forward and counter his assault. It's the masked swordsman. Alright, savage well placed blow for 6 damage. Alright, he just fights like the rest of them, really. Another savage well-placed strike for 6 damage. Deadly out the blade for 9 damage. Oh, and he is slain. 37 XP. Your masked foe opens his mouth and a strange hiss escapes his lips as he slumps to his knees and topples sideways on, onto, onto the road. His cool eyes flitter for a few seconds before finally closing for the final time. A quick examination of his pos possessions reveals only two items of interest. His sword and a small quantity of gold in the pouch hanging from his belt. This is a superior long sword, which means it will sell for more money. I mean, just because it's killed good people in the past doesn't mean it can't kill bad people in the future. And... 19 gold tokens. You turn from your forehead at full enemy and spurt on the road to where Yurio lies. You reach Yurio's side and kneel down beside her, noting a wide gash across her scalp and the side of her face. You have little doubt the savage blow she took from her troller safe and pulls faithful, but you, find, but you find yourself at a loss for words when her eyes slowly open and she painfully props herself on her elbows. Nice work, she smirks, noting the carcasses lying strewn about the wound. I must have blocked just enough of the blow with my staff to keep my head intact. The old sticker's gone through again, it seems. Oyo's demeanour changes as a look of alarm spreads across her face. She attempts to stagger to her feet as she turns to behold the source of her sudden fear. Okay. I mean, what could scare Uriel? It's not, surely it's not just more of those mass swordsmen, because she, she can deal with those. Gonna have to be like 
12 trolls. Or something even worse than that. And that ends this scenario. What are we fighting now? Dark fire. Yeah, alright, that sounds scary. Begin the scenario. Standing in the road behind you is a load-masked man. His gloved hands weaved in dark flame. It's the same man you encountered in Kara's train. And you recount with trepidation the powerful magic he wielded. His cold, unsettling stare remains fixed on you as he slowly raises his hand. You leap forward, attempting to attack him before he can unleash his powerful magical attack. Picking a number. Bonus of 32. 20 for agility, 12 from luck. Let's see if I get to him in time. Pick now. 72. Before you can reach your enemy, two bolts of black flame erupt from his hands and streak through the air, slamming into your back and dropping you to the ground where you stand. Beyond. 24 damage. Beyond comprehension, you've managed to survive the devastating attack. I guess it just evaporated a bit of my slime. Severely wounded, you painfully rise to your feet and utilise your remaining strength to attack your deadly foe. It's the silent, masked man. And that's all that happens on this page. It's just the fight. Nothing else. That's pretty rare. You, you, the Amber and it's dust, name, begin combat, and flanked by the coloured squares. Alright, impossibly swift blow for me for nine damage. Dark flames erupt from the masked man's gloved hand as he strikes at you. A bolt of dark flame erupts from the hands of your enemy and slams into you. Fifteen damage. Okay, I'm stabbing. The bolt of dark flame whoops from the hands of enemy slams into you for thirteen damage. But he then ran away. Hmm. Alright. Which means of course I get no experience. Because he's not beaten. Your silent opponent ducks out of combat, and a swirling portal opens opens with a hum behind him. He steps into the vortex and regards you with a final icy stare before the portal closes and he is gone. Ooh, he knows portals too. Uh, I think he's going to be a very important person in this organisation. I mean, hmm. Maybe he's what, he's what brought this small team here? Oh yeah, her legs shaky and her face plainly betraying the haunting pain of the troll's savage blow. Peers at your side and the two of you stare at the spot in the road where the masked maze disappears. We can no longer follow the road, she says wearily. This ambush was laid for us and it would be no secret we've survived it. Certain death awaits as we continue on this path. We must take to the forest and hope against hope we can reach Carl Dracutor before it's too late. The ominous echo of approaching hoofbeats reaches your ears. It was the moment you were Leo Phoenix speaking, as if in answer to a star warning. Without hesitation, 
you hurry into the forest, moving out of sight from the road and setting off on a course. The Uriah tells you will lead to the ancient temple. You, you, you have full faith in Uriah's guidance as you follow her lead through the tangled wood. You can only, and you, you have no doubt that you will reach Gwal Tiltor. You only hope you reach it in time. That's because if if they can get that portal open, get that shadow path opened, then they'll be able to. Bring in an army. An army so big not even Sir Crokington can kill them all. And that's a really big army. Because Sir Crokington is good at killing armies. But, I mean, even Sir Crokington has limits. Especially if they bring siege equipment. Like a big old ballista. That could stop him. Well, wait, her. It's not her. Alright, and as after all the proving ground scenarios, you fully heal afterwards. Which is can often be a relief. Okay, I'm at... Yeah, 36 minutes. To the temple. Under the cover of the trees, you follow Uriel's lead. She treks towards the ancient tenem, temple of Drar Kiltor. You only hope you will arrive in time. And the next one, the snow is called Jew the Terrible. I'm guessing that's some sort of person I fight. Begin the scenario. Here's a recap. But we, you, if you want to read that, you can just scroll back a minute. Because it's exactly the same. Now the adventure begins. You follow Uriel as she moves swiftly through the dense forest. You find her skill at na navigating the rugged terrain to be remarkable, and she tells you she's trekked across and hunted these forests since she was very young. She says she knows the way to Dracutor well, from her father's various accounts, but she's never been to the ancient Avari temple. Her father always spoke ill of that place, she says. But I have never taken his words on such things lightly. Suddenly, you spot an object on the ground to the left. You need to bend over and examine the item. Oreo joins you at your side as you lift up a torn piece of bloodied shirt. Ugh, I guess these waders just decided... Yeah, I haven't murdered anything in like five minutes. Oh, there's a guy! Let's do some more murders! Yeah! Hey, hey! Don't do a murder without me! I wanna do a murder! No, I wanna do a murder! <laughs> I mean, it almost came to blows over that. <laughs> but presumably someone gonna say, You can share the murder! You can share it, okay? Share the murder! <laughs> Suddenly. Desperate shrouds swing out through the trees to the north. Uyo starts quickly in the direction of the cries. And within moments, the two of you are sprinting through the trees, your eyes and ears alert for the first sign of danger. As you round the base of the small hill, you come upon a battle. Upon a scene that sends your pulse racing, and you instinctively prepare for battle. Twenty yards ahead, through a dense tangle of growth, 
Three chorus trolls are trawling it, clawing an unarmed man who clings to a branch just barely above the reach of the savage creatures. A wide red gash is visible on the man's chest, where a large section of his cloth shirt has been torn away. Yep, it was the guy whose shirt we just found picking a number. Bonus 71, all for woodmanship. So I guess this is finding something sneaking up on you, perhaps? Or sneaking up on them? Pick now. 137. You shot a sudden movement out of the corner of your eye and dive forward, just barely escaping the outstretched claws of a forest troll as the creature springs from the undergrowth. The troll lands between you and Uriel and, and turns your way, its lips curling back into a hideous sneer. Having been alerted to the commotion, the three trolls claw, clawing at the man in the tree turn and stalk towards you, momentarily forgetting their trap prey. Oreo steps between you and the advancing trolls, gripping her wooden staff firmly, she squares off against the fearsome beast. You turn your attention to the lone troll before you. I'm taking on just one troll for now. Troll swipes through his stone-like claws. And it's just slain. 4 XP. You strep o- step over the troll's carcass and push to your side. She's already killed one of the three trolls she faces. And as she moves to attack one of the two remaining beasts, you assail the other. Forest troll, down you go. Swipes with his stone-like claws. I stab with my stabby, stabby knife. And it is slain. 5 XP. Your final blow seals the troll's fate. The foul creature slumps to the forest floor, never to rise again. A loud snort spins you around, and you discover a troll stepping out of the brush behind Julio. A wooden club raised high as it prepares to bring the heavy weapon down on her head. You leap between Yulio and the troll, and attack the fearsome beast. Okay, hey. Lay off her. Swipes through his stone-like claws. An enraged roar deafens you as the troll's stone-like claws waste across your torso, carving into your flesh for eight damage. And it is slain. Five XP. Having slain the troll, you turn to find that Uriel sent the last of the beasts crashing to the ground with a death blow from her staff. She joins you at your side and you both catch your breath as you watch the man in the tree spryly shin shin down the trunk. The middle-aged man, his head topped in a green white plumed hat and his slender face dominated by a dangling red moustache, blows deeply and introduces himself as the Terrible. Yes, it's a hard game, to be sure, he says, smirking when he witnesses your reaction. Of course, I go by Chew most of the time, but in a certain circle, the name Chew the Terrible is of great importance. But never mind any of that. I must thank the two of you for such a timely arrival. Terrible or not, I saw my days ending right there in that tree. Chiritoshu has been chased by masked swordsmen, horsemen and trolls all within the last hour. While he escaped the former readily enough, 
The latter proved a more persistent pursuer. Almost got hold of old two, he says, pointing at the tear in his cloth search and the wide gash across his midsection. But I'll admit that we're a more slippery devil than most, who climbing into the tree was distracted at least something to be desired. Oh, bother, what's with any of it? I've been better off staying in Migstow, even with its slim pickings. Ugh. Lack of opportunity! Oh, never mind me! When he finally pauses in the midst of his wabbling autory, you ask him how he became entangled with the masked men and the trolls. Not by, ch- by my own choice, I'll tell you. That I'll tell you, he says in response to his query. My specialities are many, but fighting soul- trolls and swordsmen with Swordsman with painted masks aren't among them. That, I can assure you, Jew tells you that he had been following the worm through his wood in search of the town of Quiristan, hoping to lodge there before heading south along the western frontier of the kingdom. Run into the old boys and their trolls at the temple just off the road in the forest. Not far from here, mind you. And not long after that, the chase was on, he says. They had that place swarmed, the guard in the road. And the two entrances to the temple. I've done myself a real favour not to have hung around as long as he did, but well, there we have it. Here's Perk up when, when True says he witnessed a group of masked men carrying the body of an old man in through the. Carrying the body of an old man in through the front entrance of the temple. Uyo gazes sharply upon hearing this. And he quickly asked you for <coughs> details of what you saw. When he finishes his brief account, supplying more and more useful detail that he'd already imparted, you tell him about the attack on Quaristan and the circumstances that have led you here. His eyes were open-eyed, open wide. He looks upon you both with amazement. My apologies, dear lady, he says to Uriel, having learned that it was her father, Jathor he witnessed being carried into the temple. I spoke too crassly about one very dear to you. I would, I would, of course, like you to know. He was yet alive, from what I could tell. Oya questions him about the temple itself, and Chu strokes his chin thoughtfully as he responds. He tells you that while the masked men carried Jotho into the temple through his front entrance, he spotted a second entrance at the weir of the ancient structure during his flight. Both were guarded, he says, but from what I saw, one would be hard-pressed pressed to find their way into that place without a lot of bloodshed. Fortunately, I'm very good at that. Chew is silent for a few moments as his gaze shifts repeatedly from you to Uyo. At length, he again speaks. I know the two of you seek a way into that place, he says. Leave the guards on the outside to me. When I've got them distracted... Oh, wait, you can slip it right under their noses. No two ways about it. It's the least that I can do after you save my hide. Besides, I owe these brigands a little wousting. Having settled on the plan, the three of you move off in the direction of the temple, which Chu tells you is less than a mile away. Oyo says nothing during the last leg of the trek, and a stern demeanour betrays the deep concern she has about the fate of her father. I wouldn't worry too much about him, says Chu, sensing a sign of distress. 
With the two of you set on rescuing him, there's little more than he could hope for. If I have one of his captures, I'll sooner try my luck escaping over the Federines than face the likes of you. This'll all work out. I've got a real sense for these things, you know. And that ends the scenario. Okay. The next part is called Into the Temple. And honestly, uh, I think we're going to stop here. I think this is going to be a, a longer scenario. There might even be a bit of dungeony stuff. So, anyway, in the next adventure, we will go into that temple after Chu the Terrible has distracted the guards, probably by being really annoying and having them all chase him. That's the usual way you do it. And then we'll go into the temple, cut our way through loads of swordsmen and loads of trolls, find find Jaffor, uh, kill whatever le- kill kill anyone kill any of their leaders that remain. And if they've opened any portal, close it again. But that will wait until next time. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.